Welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie, and I believe it's time for another hangout session. And if there's a hangout session, then obviously I'm hanging out with someone. And of course, I would love to hang out with no one more than my best friendo, Drew. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up? How you doing, my man? Happy to be back. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Very excited for this episode. Yeah, this is a very specific hangout session episode because there's just so much to cover over the span of my 25 years and your 24 years of life. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of life. It we is make indeed. up one middle-aged man. Oh, God, we do. That's That's kind of hard to think of, but... Yep. <laughs> I suppose to get this started, I should say one thing. You're probably, I, you know what I'm going to say, but I have to say it anyway. Go for it. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, I don't know what to expect. Pokemon, get to the Z. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Really? Yeah. Well, that's just to introduce what we're talking about today, which we are doing a pure Pokemon Hangout session. Oh my gosh, this has been so long in the making. I've wanted to do this for such a long time. And you and I, we love Pokemon more than certain family members of ours, so. <laughs> You're not wrong. But it's also a very low bar. Oh boy. Okay, so Pokemon was started <laughs> those bars are so low they're cracks in the ground so pokemon was started in 1996 by a man called satoshi tajiri and it started out with these two games pokemon red and pokemon green which in 1998 became pokemon red and pokemon blue in the united states and everywhere else in the world i believe and yeah just it spread like wildfire and as of today it is the highest grossing franchise of all time. So no Marvel, no DC, no Star Wars, Star Trek, any of that. The thing that makes the most money in this world is Pokemon. Really? Yeah. There's not nothing? Like, the, I guess the entities, like, I guess corporations maybe, but Pokemon by itself, yeah. The thing that makes, makes the second most money. amount of money will actually surprise you. Give me a hint. I want to try guessing. Meow. Ah, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty, yeah. So two of my favorite things are two of the biggest money makers, and oddly enough, well, I guess not oddly enough, the two things that have taken the most of my money. Do you have any, like, uh... I, I, I think I, I remember a few Hello Kitty merch. I have you shared, but like compared to your Pokemon shrine, a literal shrine, I we pray to it every day and night. Um, I have like four Hello I'm Kitty, so no, five Hello Kitty shirts. Mm -hmm. One of them is embroidered. I bought an embroidered Hello Kitty shirt for myself. Okay, no and, shame. I love it. And that's not even considering all the Hello Kitty stuff I've got from my mom, which she's the reason that I got into Hello Kitty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a big Hello Kitty fan. Which is your favorite Hello Kitty collaboration they've done? The one with I don't Fruits know that Basket. Many. Really? Oh, 
Okay, that's a good one. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say Sonic. Yeah, it's it's was it just disappointing. I didn't even know there was a Sonic one, but I I love the Fruits Basket one. Yeah, it was like the Sonic 20th anniversary event. It, it, <laughs> Man, that was 11 years ago. Was that really? It might have been 25th then. And that was six years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, but they they had this awful event for it. it. Just it was a mess. But they brought Hello Kitty in the I think in the middle of it. That's so um, weird. to try and save it, and it just just didn't. So how about Pokemon? Hello Kitty Pokemon collab win. Oh my god, that would be so great. They need to make like a Hello Kitty card that destroys whatever meta. I don't know anything about the Pokemon trading card game aside from when I was like in elementary, middle school, and I thought the cards looked sick. But like the actual play style, I, I, I don't know the rules. Thought or think, because they do look sick still. Think. I'd still think. Yeah. Okay, right. good. Yeah, because I still yeah. I still get Pokemon cards every now and then. Yeah, there's a. There's one account, I forget the name, I think it starts with like El Luna something or whatever. They do like full blown uh art expansions or like like they'll they'll take Pokemon cards and then they'll fill out the rest of the card with like whatever environments inspired by the the art in it. Hmm. And it, it's it's beautiful. That sounds so yeah, I, I definitely still think that stuff sounds looks amazing. So to start it all off, I think we should probably talk about the latest Pokemon anime that we've seen, which you and I watched Pokemon Origins together. <laughs> yeah, we did. And it was really freaking goofy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I did not expect this to be as goofy as it is. Or to have such a, like a, a strange English cast. There, there's so many recognizable voices in the english dub um most of them are really strong I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say yeah. any bad performances but it was just goofy all around it was and some of the some of the delivery was just very questionable especially yeah. in episode three everything about giovanni just gave me hisoka vibes from hunter hunter mm-hmm. like why does this boy excite me so and i was like whoa okay yeah, some interesting line reads. Yeah. I don't know what the direction there was. I have no idea. But it was oddly refreshing. I mean, I'm sick of Gen 1 at this point, even though two of my favorite Pokemon are from Gen 1. But I was just like, yeah, this is this is fine. It came out nine years ago. Wow, it's crazy to think. And it used to be free on Pokemon's YouTube channel, but it is no longer the case. It you is have to now for pay on for Amazon Prime. I think you can run it or buy too. Yeah, you can buy it there, but you can't buy like a physical copy anywhere. That sucks. But, I hate stuff like that. Well, we also watched separately Twilight Wings. I'll be honest, it's been a few years since I've watched them. Uh, I've seen clips. Since then, but yeah, I, I, I really I fucked with Twilight Wings. Yeah, I was watching it a couple of nights ago, and let me tell you, I was very close to sobbing because it's this really cool 
interwoven story that takes place over eight episodes, eight short episodes. And it's a really cool way to talk about Sword and Shield because the mainline anime doesn't talk about Sword and Shield in the same way. Did you watch? Are you up to date with the current Pokemon anime? Bro, let me tell you something about that. So, as of this recording, we are in the second episode of the Ash versus Cynthia battle. This is one of the best battles I've ever seen in the Pokemon anime. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody except for Dragonite and Gengar had a chance to shine. Well, even Gengar had like a little bit of a chance to shine, but Pikachu, Surfetched, Dracovich, and coming up Lucario, they are all just killing it right now. It's been so good. I am so happy that this is the battle that we get before Ash versus Leon or Cynthia versus Leon, whichever comes. Because this is what we've been waiting for for, God, over 13, maybe 16 years. In what aspect? Just having all of these elite or having all the champions meet up and battle it out like this? No, Ash versus Cynthia has been foreshadowed for a long time. Oh, you're talking about, okay, that's specific. Yeah. And she's been in like three different series. She was in Gen 4, Gen 5, and now Gen 8. Yeah, she's tired. <laughs> yeah, she's actually retiring. Yeah. But it's also just so interesting to watch Ash's journey throughout the Pokemon anime. I mean, he's in the Masters 8 tournament now, and he's made it to the semifinals because he's one of the top trainers in the world. But when Ash first started out, he was just such a loser and a brat. Yeah, you see that a lot in Red, too. Let's the brattiness more the... Loser? Uh, loser, dweeb. Yeah, he's a dweeb. Naive. Yeah. Mm, so dweebish. And then everyone, the way... Uh, just. I mean, at least Ash, even though he doesn't grow physically, he grows emotionally. Oh, yeah, and that's always been the strong suit. Yeah, because one thing that I really appreciate is the development that happened over the first four generations for his character, because in Gen 1, he was very much a novice. He had a chip on his shoulder about everything. In Gen 2, he kind of grew up a little bit, and then, of course, he beat Gary, which really helped him kind of find some closure on some things, and Gary actually started to respect him. Gen 3, not much of anything happened at yeah. all. Then it gets his ass whooped by an Electivire at the end. I remember that still. Oh, I thought dude. Like, Battle... design was so cool. Battle Frontier is actually one of my favorite seasons. I love, I love Battle Frontier. And then Gen 4, Ash becomes just the biggest Chad. He is using strategy after strategy after strategy. He's proving that it's worthwhile to raise your Pokemon with love and care and it's just so great. And then black and white happened, and he's nerfed. He has lost so much of what made him him. And I'm just like, uh, why? Like, it was supposed to be a soft reboot for the character because black and white were supposed to be a soft reboot for the series, but it didn't do him any favors. And then he became it's interesting a... how you... Sorry, go. No, go ahead. Finish. 
it's interesting the way they talk about his character because like for me a lot of the show is very episodic which isn't a bad thing i think it's a strong suit especially later on some of the future generations so watching trying to paint a course of his character development throughout the different generations when they're probably moving through so many different productions staff it's, it's interesting that um despite all these changes there is like a consistency that you're painting out uh, it's almost kind of like well i mean this is a sport in some ways but oh, the way sure. you talk about him kind of comes off as an athlete yeah for in the sure. closest parallels i can get to like the battles in the show and i'm not I don't avidly watch wrestling, mind you. I don't know too much about it, except from what I picked up in my youth. But a lot of it feels like watching wrestling, which, as I say, is something that's kind of like a spectacle in itself. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, and there is definitely that spectacle of the battle, but there's also, and maybe that's just because I've grown up with it, I see the different little nuances of each character so like in ash's case i remember everyone was just going crazy after black and white because in kalos he became a chad again and then sun and moon which you said is your favorite right i'd probably say so yeah i yeah. think i like the relaxed tone a lot more yeah he goes into this like slice of life mode and he's he's more competent probably than ever before and he's just so much more laid back he just needed to, to yeah he just needed a vacation he just needed a vacation and to go to school and to go to school yeah that's important for what how old is he now 10 till 10 okay oh i, I was gonna assume oh, i am assuming and now it's confirmed and then of course he becomes a pokemon league champion once he is in a more chill environment and then Pokemon Journeys or Pokemon 2019 happens and he's traveling all across the world trying to beat different trainers all under the scope of trying to be a Pokemon master which he admits even he doesn't know what it means but that's the goal that he's going toward and mm -hmm. I released a homie check-in about determination and goals in Pokemon and that's just all that Ash stands for to me but it's just so cool to see his growth and his evolution throughout the series because he's he's gone through a lot. Yeah, a lot of my relationship with the series is through some of the anime, but primarily through the games. Like that's where I build a lot of my admiration uh, for this franchise, and it's led to a lot of great memories and also a lot of stagnant thoughts about just how it's how how it's evolving so it's good that the games now and the anime are striving for something more than just uh you know what to expect right mm -hmm. and it's finally paying paying off on some of the things that they've set up yeah and i mean the anime has also evolved in this specific manner starting with sun and moon they realized, yep. oh, we can't put Sun and Moon Ash in a movie. But we still have to make movies. And as a result, they made this alternate universe. Oh, is that is that the explanation for it? That's it. That's what I've come up with on my own headcanon. 
because they kept it going throughout the Pokemon 2019 show where they made uh, Secrets of the Jungle or Pokemon Coco. But then they yeah. also have all these side series, like they had Twilight Wings. They had Hisuian Snow, which you and I talked about. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And they're just experimenting a lot more. They're collaborating with other studios. So OLM typically does the Pokemon anime they have for the longest time, but they're bringing in studios like Colorido and Wit Studio. And it's really paying off for them. Yeah, especially just thinking about how much money they have. It's good that they're feeding it into other studios and to taking things off their hands more and more because that's that's one way to foster better art. Yeah, for better sure. series. Um, but yeah, what's interesting to me is um, since we're talking about the newest anime, and mind you, I haven't I haven't kept up with it, but my little brother really likes it, so he'll watch it on Netflix. So we're a bit behind. Mm-hmm. And by a bit, I mean I probably watch like two, three episodes at most. But what can you tell me about Go's character? Because it's interesting that they took this aspect of Ash that was so fundamental in the early stages of Pokemon. This this uh, Electopedia character of sorts, yeah. And they, they separate into an t- entire new entity, right? And I think they did that before too with the, with the Rotom phone and mm-hmm. Sun and Moon. So it sounds like he's just piloting straight for the sport of Pokemon, less for the encyclopedia of the Pokemon. So if Ash is the sport, then Go is the encyclopedia. Yeah, that's 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 what my guess is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because what Go wants is to catch Mew. And originally he's like, my first Pokemon is going to be Mew. And then it moves on to, I'm going to catch every Pokemon, like like every species of Pokemon and Mew. Mm-hmm. And it very much is like a spin on the Pokemon Go franchise. Get it? Go and go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, real, real cute. Tongue yeah. <laughs> Which is why he's all about catching. So he's not even much of a battler, even though he has some fully evolved Pokemon, like one of my favorites, Cinderace. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You really like Cinderace's design? Oh, dude, I didn't tell you. I'm trying to get a whole like sleeve of my top ten favorite Pokemon. That's gonna be a. It's gonna be a expensive work in process. Yes, it's going to be quite expensive. Not say expensive, but yeah. But yeah, so I'll I'll tell you them in a little bit, but um, it's that. It, it's very much a play on like the catching aspect because, yeah, in the games you have to battle, but there are people who really do prefer just catching. Mm-hmm. Where do yeah. they store? I know there's Pokemon daycares, but they seem like they don't seem a dime a dozen, as they would want you to think. Or I know they have the Pokemon labs, but. You know, it's, this is a part of Pokemon where it's fun to talk about, but obviously, you know, getting to a logical conclusion is, kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of trainers don't even do heavy catching like Ash and Go do. Okay. I mean, Gary does, but when you think about characters like Brock or Misty who can store Pokemon at their gyms, 
mm-hmm. a lot of the characters, even if they have six Pokemon, they typically only have six Pokemon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Guess it'd be hard to cram them all in that box. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The box that we just have server seen. rooms, server rooms of just Pokemon stored. I mean, we could store them in Porygon if they were allowed back in the anime. Uh, is that still controversial? I just don't think they're taking any chances. Gotcha. I mean, they could change the sound design, right? Is that and the imagery? They could, but they just, I think they just flat out banned it. All right. So, we don't see it. It's not there. So, let me ask you what are some of your favorite Pokemon? Well, you mentioned Porygon. I really like Porygon Z. I think that's a very fun. I don't know about favorites. Um, I have like definitely like favorites, mm-hmm. but overall, most of the designs are really appealing to me. So, like for favorites, absolute favorites, mm-hmm. I'd have to say Aloan Sandrew. Okay. Aloan Raichu. Yes. Those two perfection. Garchomp. Okay. Uh, probably Dragonite. A lot of them are Dragon types. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I like them a lot. Um, God, I'm I'm just gonna list through so many different ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try changing a bit. Um, I really like Jolteon and Main Trick. I think those two are my favorite Electric types, along with uh, Low and Raichu. Mm-hmm. Uh, really like Pichu. I think Pichu is adorable. Um, I'm trying to think of them that are just like I'm trying to give like a, a variety of them, but I can't fully. Um, ooh, um, Teddy Ursula and Ursarang. Ooh, yeah, those are those are awesome ones. Um, these two are a bit newer, but um, I guess not something like maybe like almost half a decade, but like uh, Beware and Stuffle. Oh, yeah, from Gen 7. Yeah, uh, god, there's so many, it's over 900 now, at least. I believe it's in a thousand. I don't think it's a thousand yet. Okay, let's get into there. Uh, for newer ones, I'm not too sure. I do like Cinderace, but it's not like you know, it's not like top of the cream of the crop for me. I think uh, a lot of my favorites also come from Gen Three, which is like the first game that I played. I mm-hmm. played Pokemon Sapphire, so like, um, I just had it in my head. I really like Snow Run. When I was a kid, I remember really enjoying Snow Run. Um, I have a an affinity for Pelipper because when I was little, I thought it was funny <laughs> that you could teach him Shockwave. So, like, he was my answer for a lot of other water types since he was pretty resistant to it. I, it made me feel smart as a kid. I was like, oh, shit, I'm outsmarting <laughs> everyone. I'm outsmarting the AI designed to fight babies. And let's see what else. Recent main trick. Salamance. I love Salamance. Mm-hmm. Salamance is awesome. Uh, bag on its cool design. Luna, uh, oh, Soul Rock and what's the moon shaped one? Luna Tone. Luna Tone. Those are some, so those are, those are very cool. And I like that they carry on that like space aesthetic for some of these designs. Deoxys or Quasi, of course, Groudon, Kyogre. Uh, the, all the Reggies, at least the main three from those, uh-huh. Steel, Rock, and Ice, amazing. I think Reggie Ice is still my favorite for those three. Yeah. I could see, this is the thing, you can just keep going, because like, so many of these designs just are stellar. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Um, honestly, a lot of my favorites are like spread out through each generation. I think the only generation that isn't represented in my list is Gen 2. Dang, really? Yeah. Like if I had to pick 10, like and I picked I picked out 10 for sure. Because I was like, if I'm going to, because I'm thinking I'm going to get this leg sleeve, so I want it to mean something. And instead of doing like a team of six, I was like, oh, I'll just do my top 10. These are Pokemon that would live with me or something. Mm-hmm. So I have my number one of all time is Levani, which is the nurturing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so cute. Like it's like a parent that makes clothes and it always smiles. It's got a little leaf behind its head. It's it's just it's so cool. I love it. What's the sorry sorry to butt in real quick? It just made me think. What's the one Pokemon from Sword and Shield that like beats you up if it if it feels strong emotions from anyone? That's actually another one of my favorites, Hatterene. It's another one, Hatterene. Okay. Oh, cool. It yeah, she, she's she's another one of my favorites. Uh, Milotic from Gen Three. Oh, Milo. Oh, Milotic, another stellar design. Yes. Primarina from Gen Seven. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Cynthia Six. They, they what? I was gonna say everyone trashed Primarina, and I'm like, this is one of the better Pokemon designs from Gen Seven. I like it, and one of the better battlers in general. Um, and then I also love Rose Raid. Rose Raid reminds me of my grandma. That's part of why I love Rose Raid. Uh, I was gonna say uh, Cynthia's entire lineup probably has some of like the best designs oh god for sure Pokemons, yes because we mentioned Roserade, garchomp uh, spirit tomes another one of my favorites so um cool. lucario is iconic yeah. even though i'm not as fond as other people are yeah still iconic pokemon but yeah you're saying oh yeah 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 um Roserade reminds you of your grandma yeah she, she does well it does because my grandma was just really cool she was a foxy lady i miss her <laughs> uh gudra gudra is just really giant oh, wimpy and cute but also super powerful i also mm-hmm. love jolteon jolteon's awesome uh cinderace from gen 8 i love soccer so much it's my favorite sport and i also love rabbits so it just you got a favorite team i do not You're... i don't either <laughs> <laughs> i don't watch soccer <laughs> Sorry, and football. Then uh, Togekiss. Togekiss. Oh, amazing. So cute. And Pikachu. I love Pikachu. So What's your favorite um, hat for Pikachu to wear? Ooh. I would probably have to say either the Kanto one or the Sinnoh one. But the one that he wore in Sun and Moon and the one that he wears in Journeys are both iconic. Because you like the, uh, oh, when he, you know, when he does the 10 million volts thing. Yeah. Yeah. He always puts the hat on when he does it. And I'm like, this is so. precious. I know he has some special moves. I might be in them, except I don't remember the names. Um, in Smash, in Smash Ultimate, um, they brought Pichu back and they also brought back his old hat wear and some new ones i think and two of my favorites are the team skull and the team uh, aqua bandana that he gets to wear <laughs> i think the team aqua one's my favorite well 
the next thing I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite Pokemon games? Well, Sapphire, I think, because, like, you know, there's there's just, like, certain things you watch, play, read, whatever, at a, like, at an age that just print itself onto you. Mm-hmm. So Sapphire is always going to have that feeling to me. It's always going to be deeply nostalgic. That aside, of course, black and white. Um, don't think anyone's going to argue there. But honestly, the one I've had the most fun with, the one I've replayed the most, probably like three or four, maybe five times, uh, Heart Gold. I just feel like as a kid, um, that just had the most replayability and the most length to it. Okay. So like I'm just kind of playing through it. That's a lot with Pokemon. It's just kind of going through a lot of the motions and that just had like the most uh diversity it was really strange to traverse it as a kid but you map it out in a way so revisiting i could probably go through it again pretty easily mm-hmm. yeah heart gold and soul silver were a lot of fun i really loved the redesigns that they gave the characters well most of them crystal was done dirty yeah I do like Lyra though. Yeah, she's she's fun, but Crystal was a was awesome. She was. Um, but I also love Gen Three. I love Emerald. Emerald. Platinum mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. So it's Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Everything from Gen Five, Black, White, Black Two, White Two, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon explores the sky. Oh my god! Oh, I can. I wasn't even thinking of the Mystery Dungeon games. I love Blue so much. I lost my copy of uh, of, of Teen Blue. Oh, my God. If I didn't love mine so much, I would sell it to you. The thing is, like, I lost it, and I have no idea how. And that was so heartbreaking because I put so much time into it. Um, I remember when I first got it, uh, I I was reborn as a Charmander. Aww. And, like, I was trying to give myself a name, and then I was like, I couldn't think of one. So then with my using my poor... My, my my poor uh, spelling skills. I butchered his name trying to respell it, and it just stuck with it the whole time. So he's lost the time. <laughs> but the Pokemon Ranger games are also fun, and oh, that's another one. I only played the first one. I played all three of them, and they were all so much fun. Yeah, um, they were they were a joy. And yeah, Pokemon Pinball that was a lot of fun. I played it. And um, Sun and Moon were probably my least favorite, but I loved X and Y. Mm-hmm. I haven't played either of those. I never beat two, black and white two. Oh my god! Um, I got close. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit after the eighth gym. Um, I'm trying to think. And then Sword and Shield was the most recent one that I completed. And I have Legends of Arceus, and I have the uh, Gen 4 remix, but I haven't, I haven't touched those. Yeah, um, so Sword and Shield, I know a lot of people kind of ripped on Sword and Shield, but I enjoyed them a fair amount. Again, like we got Cinderace from it, and I thought that even though there wasn't much story, and I mean, not all the atmospheres were great, it was still a really good time. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. Like people hark on the on the gimmicks of Pokemon, but what they need to understand is there's always a new gimmick from right. most of the newer games. Just to sit back and enjoy them. Yeah. Ultimately, this is made for like the newest generation of people being born and 
you know, they're always going to, uh, Game Freak's always going to try to bank on that. So I don't, I don't get why adults find it necessary to draw out long critiques on it. I mean, it's a rich franchise. I'm yeah. surprised why they wouldn't put more money into something that is already so successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Like take your time with it. It doesn't need to come out so quick every time. It's fine. Slow down. Yeah. And um I I I am almost done with the second main story of Legends Arceus. And Legends Arceus is one of my favorites as well. I mean Black Two is my absolute favorite, but Legends Arceus is so much fun. Yeah, that's the general consensus. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I was just like, eh. But Legends Arceus is so cool. I think the um, the models is a weird choice. Um, I really like the original Link's Awakening. And then they remade that a few years back. And I think that, like, clay art style, the models of that are so great. There are some, like, frame rate issues. Um, that, that makes the game stutter a bit. But that's just because there's, there's so much that they're trying to do visually with a story as they're reintroducing it to a new generation. And I just wish the Pokemon games could have done that a bit more, at least with, with, with Gen 4, because I honestly had I didn't care for it. Yeah, it was not my favorite, but, I mean, right after BDSP came out, we got Legends Arceus, so I just spent a lot of time playing Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Scarlet and Violet coming up, and I'm just really excited for that. And of course, we've talked about this. My my new wife is in the game, Gita. I'm so excited. <laughs> When's the where, where's the where's the wedding venue? Did you not get your invitation in the mail? You're my best man. What the heck? Yeah, what the fuck? Come on, man. I'm calling you out right here on your own podcast. What the fuck, dude? No, man. Hey, what, 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 did you move or something? What, how, no, I have the same address. I know you have the same address, and I sent the letter to the address. Little Root Town. Gita is not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're pretty happy. Oh, I am. You know, I'm leaving <laughs> the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Gita, speaking of characters, not just... Not just my wife, but character designs in Pokemon have been crazy good over the past. Yeah, like for, for for as long as it's gone, at least like 80 percent have been yeah, hits, for sure. Which is which is hard to maintain for that long. And I think the side characters really got their chance to shine, probably starting in black and white. In terms of like narrative, in terms of what? Well, not not just narrative. I think everyone got everything that they wanted in black and white and black two and white two, but like character design, things really okay. started to shape up in oh yeah black sure. and white, and then it just evolved. Even if character models were a bit iffy to some people, when you look at does at concept art for these characters, they just look so good. Yeah, and I think there's a certain charm that comes with like some of like the graniest the the grainy effects from um, 
from black and white. Like mm-hmm. things move in a way that they really haven't before. Mm-hmm. Or since. And there was or since, yeah. And I think a part of me is always gonna really miss that sprite work from some of the Pokemon games. For sure. Yeah, like Levani well, came out at the perfect time because they just gave it so much personality for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, being uh being a fan of fashion and character designs like i love nessa's design from sword and shield amazing, amazing. everything but like those the, like the shoes never mind that's the pick but yeah, yeah overall great 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 design and like i don't know man there's just there are just so many good ones to name uh true green seven a youtuber he did a video on the character designs in Pokemon and like fashion and whatnot, and I'm like, dude, you killed that. I'm so happy that someone made this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the characters just dress so well, and like they look like there is not an ugly person in Pokemon. I said it. Well, there's some there's some bad designs. I I I, I can't I can't draw any of them. But over the, over the past decade, them. like since Black and White. I'm sure. Like, what? What do you mean by ugly? Because unappealing. Yeah, like unappealing. Disgusting. Like unappealing. Because that's like, at that point is subjective. I know it's subjective, but like the art. I did is not. So... I did not like that. Uh, the, the X and Y main baddie guy. I don't know the the the, the red hair lion dude. Yeah, the lion Dorito man. I know what you're talking about, but it's like such a like even his outfit like you get all these different aspects that come together to make a character like it's not just the face it's not just the body type it's not just the outfit it's the combination like when you think of it that way and you think of what each character represents whether they have like an npc like i'm standing on the side of the road and i'm going to battle you once or if they have rich story like n or poor story like lysander it's it's just crazy like everything fits and that's part of what i love about pokemon so much again as somebody Mm -hmm. who really likes design and fashion i'm like this is just stellar even when the main characters look like dorks they still have appeal to them like again i love black and white too more than any other game like period other than final fantasy Mm nine and the main character, the boy main character, is a fucking dork. The main girl is adorable. She's great. Rosa. But Nate? Nate is like... <laughs> like, he's adorable. He's 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 adorkable. Yeah, they both are. They both are. Let's be real. They both are. I mean, yeah, but still. I think it comes with the age. Um, I'm, I'm great. You, it's awesome you feel that way. I just think there's some misses. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. I'm sure some people feel that way. Like, like people are clowning. Uh, uh, I I was in the middle of a post before we started this episode because people are talking about Gita and uh, Mela from Scarlet and Violet, and they're using pictures of SpongeBob. So they're using one picture of SpongeBob to describe Gita, where he's like super tall. And then they're using another one where he like has the boots to describe Mela. 
I was just gonna be like, mm-hmm. stop disrespecting my wife. Like y'all gonna stop disrespecting my wife. I'll have to watch the trailer. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the trainer name, so I was looking more so at design choices. I'm not which, gonna um, it's interesting. Go ahead. You go. Go ahead. I'm interested just like how they're moving towards a more open type of non-linear approach to some of like the gym orders. I don't know how they're gonna work with that you know well first i'm gonna say i know gita is very long she's very tall but so am i but to Mm -hmm. to 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 go to your point we actually saw that in origins and it's something that's actually been described a few times in pokemon games and like i believe the manga and other anime so all gym leaders have six pokemon you know that right Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And depending on your trainer level, that's how they decide how many they're going to throw out. Yeah, but that hasn't been like an actual mechanic in the past games. Yeah, but this is... Like in the narrative of the story, that's how they immerse the the, the narrative through the gameplay. It's like you're low level, this is supposed to be a gym leader on a completely top performance. But like they're either supposed to be an obstacle to go over or like a mentor and they're trying to find like this middle ground for it. I'm, I'm talking purely mechanical. How they are that, yeah. is that how they're going to approach it? Well, I'm not, this is just pure speculation on my part, but if you're doing a whole open world thing, you would have to think, Oh, well they might actually adopt this thing that they've been talking about for the past over 20 years. It'd be that lit. Just, I'd love that. That would be great. I mean, imagine getting to meet Grusha early. And just yeah. Like, Cause Another game that I didn't mention that I also played quite a bit, um, both through its like other variants, um, Leaf Green, Fire Red. Mm-hmm. I tried so often to do things in different orders to see what the game would let me, how it would let me stretch my arms. Right. And um, I'm, I'm, I think as a kid, I would have loved having this choice. So I hope that it is as consistent and satisfying. If it's not, it's fine. But I'm just, I'm dying to see how they implement this choice. I mean, it looks like with this particular one, they're destroying linearity. Yes, but what I'm trying to say is, like, how, how are they going to, um, how the number is going to add up, right? Well, unfortunately, the only thing we can do is wait until November to see. Yeah. Because um, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 here, and in the main story, there's a part where like like the missions and the the quests you get they have like a recommended level to tackle them and there are parts of the map where you can free roam but there are free roaming monsters as well that could be like 10 20 30 levels sometimes 50 levels above you so that's supposed to um discourage you from going out and attempting to fight them but at some point you do get enough like class abilities and enough like uh, combat uh, mechanics abilities to like use and utilize that sometimes you can challenge someone that is say like five seven eight levels above you right and that comes with like a huge xp boost this is a long way of me saying that i grinded it out for like an hour in this one region i wasn't supposed to be because i because i wanted to test if i could get away with these things and i did you can do that so in I, sword and shield and legends arceus too though yes yeah but the problem that comes with that is that there's these different classes that you can max out for your characters and swap them out, right? Mm-hmm. You get combat points along with XP after a fight. So I'm maxed out. I'm in my 40s now. 
I got back pain. No, I'm in I'm in my 40 levels now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to go back to the main story where everything is 20 levels below me. So I'm getting very restricted XP and I'm getting very restricted combat points. So I'm not maxing out the classes like I was beforehand. Right. So there's just like this period of like 10, 15 hours of gameplay where things just run stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting the variety that I want. Like, like it was a choice. And I can still go out and continue fighting higher level enemies and mobs to get what I want from the main story. But I also want the main story. <laughs> it's a problem that came from my own gameplay. It, I won't even say it's really a problem. It's just it's just the way that the game works and how it lets you tackle something. So it's like you got too big for your britches. Not necessarily, because like I was winning. No, yeah, you were winning, but like you're the big man on campus now. Gotcha. Everything like, else sounded like it, everything like else seems obsolete, bigs. almost. Almost, yeah. And a lot of it is just with the payoffs, because then sometimes you meet like bosses or elite variants of like normal mobs, and I don't know how they calculate like the health, but sometimes it it like a normal variant of the monster would go down like a few swings, and now they're like. No, it feels like a boss fight without the actual rewards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the last thing that I think we could talk about, just because you, know, you don't want to overstay the Pokemon welcome, as if there's such a thing. <laughs> Have you read the manga? No, I've, 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 I've heard other people talk about it. It is one of the greatest manga, not just for Pokemon, period. I think the manga is second only to the games as the way that you should experience Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Because the adventure, I mean, it's called Pokemon Adventure, but the adventure aspect and the way that they tell their stories, one, it's a lot more graphic. I mean... Even the current runs of them or i stopped after diamond and pearl because i haven't been able to find the black and white chapters and when you say graphic it's like graphic for kids i saw an arbok get slashed in half by a charmeleon yeah but my understanding is that like it's healed right afterward like it literally no it is it is a zombie dead it is an actual zombie okay and it 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 it's dead like good and dead so yeah gruesome for pokemon standards yes for pokemon standards but there is an actual story being told and throughout over 20 volumes until it started with Diamond and Pearl and the kind of connectivity ran out because there was an entire story that was told from Pokemon Adventures all the way to Ruby and Sapphire, Gold, Silver, Crystal, Emerald, and Fire Red and Leaf Green. Like they titled them all these things, so you had characters come in and out while other characters were like having their stories told. So Red was training Gold at one point, and then they came back in Fire Red and Leaf Green. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome to see that because you get so attached to these characters, and then you're like, are they going to go away forever? But then they come back, and it's really cool because they actually age. Oh shit! Yeah, like red is—that's like the antithesis of like what the Pokemon games try to capture. They want you to stay in this. Yeah, this, by, this childlike. By the time, 
Fire Red and Leaf Green come out, I think Red is either 16 or 18. Oh my gosh. Or maybe he's going he's, off to college. Or maybe he's 20. He's he's somewhere between 16 and 21. He's packing his bags. Let's see it now. Dang. Yeah, like time progresses. I was like, holy shit. There's an over 10 year old Pikachu that is still adorable. <laughs> which makes me wonder now, do how Pokemon, Pokemon age, age like. Yeah, I was about to say, do they age like, like pets? I wonder. In our world? I don't know. Because there are so animals cool. that like last lifetimes compared to us. I mean, I would, I would just tell Some anybody, drills. everybody, oh. please just read the Pokemon Adventures manga. It is, so it is, it is, it is insane. Like it, it, is it gets so wild. From, I from love it. Legend. Like I've been reading a lot more manga lately, but I still go back to Pokemon Adventures, and I'm always happy because this has been part of my life. Pokemon Adventures manga has been part of my life since I was a little kid, because it started publication in the u.s i believe in the early 2000s so i've been collecting these for a hot minute when, when did you first collect Ooh. when did you first start collecting the manga i believe i was six or seven mm -hmm. and then it just kept growing and growing and then i stopped because box sets were being released so i was just waiting on box sets so i could have the cool posters and everything and yeah then after diamond and pearl i just stopped because i was like the connectivity is no longer there diamond pearl platinum was its entire own thing and it had nothing to do with any of the characters who i have come to know and love and who i have actively grown up with yeah that's the thing like um just to like interject with my own experience like i've been reading and watching one piece since i was about eight or nine maybe seven because the, the four kids version came out on Cartoon Network when I was that young, and then I would persist with it as it got older. But like that's like one continuous story following the same characters. So I can't imagine what it might be like with running with a franchise that long that constantly tries to reinvent itself and it's using the same parameters. Like to me, that just sounds like it's easier to just drop out and drop in, which I guess is also the appeal of it. Because, like, there are a few Pokemon games where I just haven't played. Mm -hmm. And I find not playing. I don't think I'll ever visit. But, like, now there are games coming. And like, eh, like, I can drop in on this one. That's fine. Does the manga feel the same? Now? Kind of. I mean, again, I really want to read Black and White and Black 2 and White 2. Because that one is so dark that there is a point where the eight gym leaders are actually about to be crucified. <laughs> I kid you not. They are on crosses oh about God. to be crucified. Religious commentary on the Pokemon fan base. Because Team Plasma is that savage. Now, when you say crucify, is it like, you know... Like, they are like, actively like on crosses. Like tied up with rope? Or are we talking nails? Are we talking... Tied up with rope, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, that does, either way, it does sound pretty dark for a Pokemon world. It is. It's just, it's just funny. Is is Team Plasma a religious order? Oh uh, no, no, they're just maybe like, like Scientology. I don't know. They're like, we want the liberation of all Pokemon. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you're not wrong. 
I just I just don't remember any like I guess it could be one of those cases where it's like because you know in in Christian uh, in the Christian faith you know the crucifixion has like a specific meaning and then sometimes with Japanese media they take a lot of the iconography even if there's no like religious intent you know that's a difference between one demographic reading it versus another but you know in, in in war and pillaging that that was also pretty common too right right so i just i just don't know. <laughs> i'm just imagining hey, some poor christian kid trying to read some one that just gets a part of the crucifixion <laughs> my god <laughs> poor kids well the only other thing that i was going to talk about even though i said that we were going to end it there pokemon music is amazing that's all that's, yeah 100 banger okay that's that's, that's, that's it yeah <laughs> that's all there is to say about it honestly god i have gen 3's music ingrained in my brain dude sometimes horns. i just hear it and i'm just like oh yeah i, I know what routes that plays on I horns there's this one part and um <laughs> 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 the, which which game has the best surf music? Ooh, Gen three, Gen three. <laughs> this just water. Seven. What was it? Seven point eight. Seven point eight out of, 10, 8 out of ten. Too much, too much water. water. At least the music's good. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one that's um, like that's the one that's like da 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 da. Yes, that's like the only game where you can dive. I think. Yeah, it's the only. I'm pretty sure it's the only game where you can actually dive underwater. I mean, it's not the only one where you have access to the move dive, but that's the only one where you can actually dive. Yeah, it's the one I can. It's the only one I can recall that actually has like a dive. Like, like there are parts of the map mm-hmm. you can only access and like navigate, traverse through with the dive mechanic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Gen Three, very cool. And then Cynthia, best boss music one of my favorite boss tunes and most of gaming oh my gosh yes and she is just the ultimate final boss and in terms of like atmosphere definitely yeah but also like her team especially in gen 4 had zero cracks i feel like revisiting it now i i in Gen 4, I don't remember having a hard time with it. But in black and white, oh my if you are speeding goodness. through the post-game content, you are and not taking time to leveling up, and you're like, oh, I'll go get some items. Let me check out some of these villas. And there is a guest staying in one of them. I remember that being the, the, the harder challenge. Oh, man. But all in all, this Hangout session was just because we love Pokemon so much. I mean, Pokemon is my favorite thing in the world. And it just it's meant so much to me. I I started it because of my mom and my brothers. And it just became something that is ingrained in my very being so yeah even if you're not like a pokemon fan it's hard to like it's it's almost like a 
it's hard like to deny it's, it's it's just present there now yeah many present um i remember pokemon 2000 oh with the donna summer theme song <laughs> it was one that uh, my mom would check out of the library for me a lot oh yeah so that was cool and I was like, fuck, three, four, four, five. You would have been three. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> anyway. But yeah, this has we, been a good talk. yeah we love Pokemon, and I'm really looking forward to Scarlet and Violet. And my wife, I, t- I called my mom, and I told her, I was like, Mom, I need you to see this new trailer. And I need you Bruh. to meet my wife. And she was like, oh, Bruh. she was like, okay, babe, sure. She watched and she was like, you have good taste. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us for this Hangout session. And if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at Anime Alpha Code, on Twitter at our Anime Home, or you can email me recommendations at our Anime Home at gmail.com. And if you want to support what it is that I'm doing, please feel free to donate to the Patreon or buy me a tea at the buy me a tea. And Drew, I would like to thank you, of course, for having this awesome talk with me. It's always such a pleasure to have you on. And thank you for having me. Of course. Just I couldn't I couldn't have done this with anybody else because this is part of what we built our friendship on. I agree. I agree. It's been fun. All right, and with that, we are out.